0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be, and welcome to the Groovy podcast. My name is Kent Cousin. I'll be podcasting this time from, uh, well, Westminster, right outside of Denver, Colorado, at UberConf, and I'm joined by... And I'm
1: Baruch, developer advocate at Frog, and I'm here in Sunnyvale, a pretty sunny Sunnyvale, California.
0: I would hope so with that name. I mean, after all. Uh, I am, gotta say, I am truly honored to be on the same podcast with one of the top 20 Java influencers at the moment, uh, Mr. Satogorsky. Do I have to call you Mr. now?
1: Okay, it's a cloud score. You know what it's worth. It's yeah, worth well, you whatever. Know. Every, everybody think about it.
0: Well, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. I actually have the a tab open in my browser to the uh, Jack Center website that has the list of the top twenty Java influencers of 2017, and it's got a little icon with your face right on it at number eleven. I, you know, I am truly honored and humbled to uh, to be a just associated with you in any way to be honest you know it it's truly a all,
1: all, all it means all it means is that i tweet a lot of provocative stuff and uh, you know we 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 don't need a rating to know that this is true
0: actually retweets does seem to be one of the categories so perhaps that is uh, in fact one of the measures there uh well but at any rate we'll we'll come back to that so um it's been uh, the last podcast that we did or that I did at any rate was at the Gradle Summit at the end of um, June. And I do want to mention, by the way, and I'll put this in the show notes when we get to that point, that all of the videos from the Gradle Summit are currently available. So they're, they're all out now. Uh, there's a YouTube channel directly dedicated uh, to the Gradle Summit, uh, Gradle Summit 2017. There are 43 videos there. And... Everything from the opening keynote through uh, the Android state-of-the-art one from Zab Dukroyd, and of course, I suppose I should mention also, uh, even the uh, Jake Wharton's Kotlin introduction was in there as well. Uh, But it was a very well-attended conference. There were influencers from many of the major companies in the area. This was held in uh, San Jose. So there were people from Netflix, there were people from Google, there were people from... Uh, uber and from most of the major technology companies uh, that are big in Silicon Valley had representatives there
1: yeah so it looks like uh, Gradle are are doing good at least their their open source tool uh, gains popularity I just saw numbers uh, from our community as well um, The people that fill different surveys that uh, use uh, jfrog tools and the Gradle is uh, solid uh, second as a build tool uh, sorry third as a build tool after PM
0: after wait third
1: yeah Maven and NPM were the leading ones
0: what's that second one again
1: it's just JavaScript stuff you know
0: oh Oh, NPM. Oh, I didn't understand what you said. I was I thought I heard the word ant and I was getting confused. Oh, okay. So yeah, the NPM no. stuff. Yeah, it's hard to hard to battle that. Um, and that's that's completely understandable. Um, I know there's a big emphasis at Gradle these days on entering the enterprise market. There's uh, the enterprise tool is is really impressive, and I know that you're involved on that side as well with the with the JFrog and the Artifactory part. Uh, I also know that the focus of the team over the past year or so has really been on performance and that they have made enormous gains in performance on Gradle, both in the commercial tool and through supplementary things like uh, the build cache, you know, that they can do now uh, is very, very impressive. The, the ability to do a build cache locally and, and reuse the outputs of individual Gradle tasks is useful, but you can also reuse build uh, task output Across organization, you know, and across many team members and everything, uh, Gradle Enterprise has a cache for that, and I believe uh, it's Artifactory, right, that has one for that as well. Yes,
1: yes. So Artifactory supports Gradle cache as well, of course. And if you already use Artifactory, you can just set up a new repository that will serve as Gradle cache for the for the entire team. I suggested um, the talk on a subject, but. I guess for a business reasons, <laughs> it wasn't accepted. But that's okay. We all minute, want to make money eventually. Yes, uh, at,
0: at I, well, I am tang- Summit, sorry, I mean again, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm I'm working with the team these days. But and you know, to be honest, I'm I'm only sort of tangentially involved. I, I certainly wasn't involved in any of those decisions. Uh, I was involved in helping to write their Gradle guides, which was another thing. I, I might as well get the Gradle stuff out of the way up front. Uh, the Gradle guides were launched, uh, guides.gradle.org, and at that site you can you have a whole series of getting started guides on coming up to speed on a particular task in a relatively quick uh, and easy fashion. There's also some topical guides going into more depth about individual subjects like Build Cache, for example, There's also a a guide on porting from Maven to Gradle as well. And then there'll be some tutorials and stuff also. So at any rate, all of that is now available. We definitely were highly influenced and appreciative of the efforts of the same people at Grails, you know, with their Grails guides as well. Uh, Sergio Delamore and I I think uh, Zachary Klein does a lot with that as well. Um, And, of course, there's the, the, the... Original on that subject that we all learned from was the spring guides as well the people who uh, worked on yes. the, the spring project too Absolutely Yeah, um, so any rate the Grails guides are now available and there's a range there if you're interested uh, There was another thing about Gradle. I think I should mention that uh, the i I'd, I'd said there was a new release recently the actual release is a 4.0 release except that by now uh, but we finally got to it, 4.1 as of actually today. So today is uh, the 17th of June, or July, pardon me, 17th of July. Today, Gradle's 4.1 is in Release Candidate 1. And that's the first one that actually supports some of the Java 9 features as well. There's actually a guide on building Java 9 modules to see how you can produce and consume them with Gradle. They were, that, that guide has been ready for a little while, but it's been held up to wait until the uh, Gradle 4.1 release was available because that's the one that uh, is required in order to support uh, the Java 9 features. There's also, by the way, have you done anything with Java 9 at all yet with any of the module stuff?
1: Yeah, no, I did what everybody tried to do, and that's uh, fire up our own software on Java nine and seeing it failed, and then just he said, "Okay, they will figure it out by the release time." Uh,
0: did you try putting in your module info files and figuring out what the dependencies were and all that sort of stuff? Oh no, 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 no!
1: I no, I, I really hope it will. Um, we we want we won't need to do that anytime soon. Um, My strong opinion on that, that although the modularization was much needed for the platform, usually not needed at all for the software that is written on this platform. And the longer we will be able to, uh, you know, all this um, jigsaw will be hidden from us and transparent to us, the better we all will be. And especially Groovy with their special... uh, Approach to private variables that are um, officially are accessible and 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 uh, should be kept this way uh, to some level of you know of of compatibility. I know that uh, um, with Parrot uh, they think about introducing a special operator to access private variables, but even the, with this variable. Um, those variables should be should be easily um, accessed. So I think it's a very good decision was to disable the modularity by default um, when running Java nine, and I really hope it will stay that way as long as possible.
0: Well, I know that uh, you know your opinion carries an awful lot of weight in this space now, because of course, uh, InfoQ has hosted a couple of articles at this point among with discussions among these. Java influencers, uh, you got involved in that as well, right? Uh, talking about the new features in Java nine and whether you think they will have impact on the industry. I was just reading one of them came out today, didn't it?
1: Yes, it did, and th- th- that's exactly what we discussed there. And what I just told you is I uh, told to uh, the interviewers. Um, I understand where the modularity comes from. I understand. Understand how it is big of a deal to get the base uh, JVM from 85 megabytes to at 8.5 megabytes. It's all very good reasons to do that, but for the platform and not for the for the applications. So as long as the applications are all shielded and and all that is transparent, I'm fully on board with that. As long as our code will start breaking and we will have to uh, add more and more descriptors to be able to do what we are doing today, I guess that will be a, a not a good move.
0: Yeah, the um, I had to get involved in just at a low level on this because you know, I my, that modern Java recipes book I've been working on is now basically done. Uh, we're wait, it's in the production process, it will be out. In, early to middle of August and print by the end of the month, just for your information. So they're on the shameless self-promotion side, that's ready. But at any rate, I had to get involved in some of the modularization stuff for that. And as you say, the part for the JVM, you know, JVM being broken into individual modules, simply means that when you need to access certain aspects of the JVM, you need to go into your own module info file and put in a require statement. It's, it's actually very simple to do. Uh, then and of course the basic or the base module is automatically available it, it's the idea of now We have something like a module path as opposed to a class path And whether you decide to modularize your own code or not is a completely separate decision Where all the complications are going to come from as you point out is going to be taking existing code and trying to deal with that because many frameworks are now trying to modularize and the challenge they're going to hit is all their dependencies for example the spring framework people have been preparing for java 9 for quite some time and spring 5 is supposed to come out last i heard it will be roughly september time frame and they have been ready to try to modularize but their problem of course is that spring depends on dozens of open source and other libraries and those have not necessarily gone into the module system. So now exactly. it's a challenge of the automatic modules and does a, a name on the class path count and what happens when it doesn't have version numbers. And, and, how, and now, of course, there's a way to reserve the name that you're eventually going to be without actually having to have that name in the, in the JAR file. Uh, these are all compromises that have been come up with during the, the delay on that. Uh, it'll be interesting to me to see how much of the open source world does adopt this and then secondarily how much of the commercial world adopts it. I think there were some people that were very much afraid we're going to look at a Python 2 versus Python 3 situation, you know, where there's really a fundamental split in the community. I think it's more likely that companies who tend to be relatively conservative anyway are going to delay adoption. Uh, I bet we're having the same conversation a year from now as, you know. I wouldn't be at all surprised.
1: Yeah, right, right, and it really depends on the level of uh, you know of the um, of the disruptancy, how much the things will break, and uh, if uh, if we are going to a relatively easy path to upgrade, and you as a software provider don't have to even think about all this modularity, uh, if you don't need to um that will of course help adoption and then frameworks like spring framework which uh, for them it makes a lot of sense to use the module nature now of java a uh, take advantage of that that of course a benefit as well so i think we can find a win-win solution when whoever don't need it won't be bothered with it and whoever need it can get advantage of it that will of course help adoption and and I think that's the decision that eventually was made, and that's the direction that we are we are moving towards. And those are good
0: news. Well, and as a reminder, uh, the issue Spring has is the same issue in a way that Groovy has is that there is a lot being done with reflection. And what has happened with the modularity system is that we've broken the nature of what public and private means now. Even if something is public, if it's not in an, in an exported module, you can't see it. And if something's private and it's not in an exported module, you can't access it even with reflection. And when you combine that with the fact that the same package can't be in two different modules, this uh, impacts a lot of what Ruby did under the hood. And, of course, a lot of that's being changed with the uh, parrot parser. So it's uh, I like the fact that they threw in the illegal access equals true flag, right, illegal access flag, and make it true by default in Java 9 so that you're going to get this spurn warning about using reflection in many cases and then they're proposing to change that to false in Java 10 but that's way down the line we'll see how that plays out.
1: So that, that's exactly what I mean by when saying that for most of us as users everything will remain the same mm. So we'll see those warning in the compilation but compilation warnings anyhow um, so and 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 that's that's exactly the solution when when we can uh, keep uh, uh, doing what we used to do without getting hurt by those changes.
0: Okay, now uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, Sergio Delamo published his Groovy Calamari. It's been a couple of issues since we've had a podcast. Uh, the latest one was focused primarily on site mesh, which is something that really gets not a lot of attention, you know. Uh, Grails of course started off as your traditional spring slash hibernate web application framework and has evolved into something you can use for restful web services or use with JavaScript, MVC frameworks, etc. But of course for those who do still want to build a web application, uh, Grails adopted the open source site mesh framework right at the beginning as their way of by default handling the view layer. it doesn't get as much um, discussion as much of the rest of the framework, so it's nice to see the Ruby calamari have uh, links to a lot of that information.
1: Right, right, and uh, we see here is a talk by Colin from Spring, one to JX, I think, right, and uh, um, there is another uh, a blog post reference to, and uh, yeah, that's that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, and of course that also leads to the fact they mentioned the another one of the Grails guides is on using Spring Security along with Grails, and that's a, always a very popular topic. So it's good to see a, a basic guide uh, on getting up and running with that sort of thing as well. So that's that's very helpful. His previous, yep. by the way, the another. Is, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yep.
1: No, I just wanted to mention that. Um, uh, another news regarding GRAILs is the webinar that uh, OSGI uh, team did with uh, uh, the Jetbrain team on uh, working with GRAIL 3 uh, in IntelliJ IDEA. And uh, that happened, uh, I think, a week ago, uh, and I think it's already published, so you can, you can watch the recording if you missed that.
0: Are you talking about the... Actually, Jeff Brown had a webinar just a couple of days ago. Is that the one you're referring to?
1: Yeah, I, that's the one I referred to. It yeah. was on, OCI, on the 13th, yeah.
0: so it was like a five, four days ago. Yep. Yeah, so you said uh, OSGI, but I think it meant OCI, right?
1: <laughs> OCI. Oh, my God. So, sorry that's, about that. It's that's right. So long Jeff
0: day. Brown himself, who's always wonderful to watch, is an excellent presenter, uh, did a, a webinar on how to work with uh, IntelliJ IDEA. In fact, there have been a few videos from the IntelliJ people, uh, Trisha G does a lot of their basic videos there and she did a nice video on using Gradle inside of uh, IntelliJ as well uh, they have a foundational effort growing over there to show lots of uh, up and running with the IntelliJ videos. It's, I think it's rapidly become the, the most popular IDE within the Java world. And the question is simply, you know, the problem is that it does have a bit of a learning curve for people who don't know it, especially if you come from an Eclipse-based background. So having those starter videos is a very useful thing. So, yes, I'm glad Jeff did the, the Grails video there, and, and I, they've had a couple of Gradle ones lately as well. Um, in fact, I think the last Groovy Calamari had a whole issue on IntelliJ plus the Groovy ecosystem as well. Yep. Now... And speaking of all of that, of course, what's coming next week, what are the, the big issue for next week is good old GreatConf, right? The, the, the GreatConf in the U.S., the one in Minneapolis. Uh, the schedule and the list of speakers and everything is all published at GreatConf.us, so feel free to take a look at that. I noticed you will be doing puzzlers there as well, right?
1: Yes, yes. So um, we are doing puzzlers there. Think it will be uh, July twenty seventh, if I remember correctly. Yep, and of course it's a drunk, a drunken out after the beers should be um, a lot of fun. And I also have another talk on the DevOps related day, which will be. I think. I don't even remember. I know that it would been moved, and I. Uh, didn't check yet, but they have a um, DevOps track that another talk of mine will be a part of it. Right, I remember they had. And uh, a, but
0: the dedicated DevOps day. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's a track, not a day. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, there's other uh, all sorts of other talks. You know, Ryan uh, Vanderburgh will be doing talks on all the you know the the Alexa implementations and Google Home and all of that. He's the, He's the guy on all that stuff. Um, I know that um, there'll be some talks on Rat Pack. I see a couple of Rat Pack talks as well. Uh, I think John Engelman's gonna be talking about the Shadow plugin again, or maybe I shouldn't judge that from the title. Yes, good, John Engelman will be doing that. The Shadow plugin, by the way, just as another comment, I have another tab on that, Uh, I believe it just released a new version, I think, yeah, 2.0.1 actually on that uh, came out last month. Uh, just minor changes over the 2.0, but the 2.01 yeah, now requires Gradle 3.0 or above in order to build and uses Java 7 and takes advantage of a lot of the, the newer features. It's still a very popular plugin. It's really one of the one of my favorites. It, it also happens to be one of the best documented plugins, which is. Uh, for Gradle, which is a very nice feature, you can actually see he's got an extensive set of what was obviously ASCII doc-based document- documentation. Uh, so to get up and running on that thing, so I'm sure that'll be a very popular talk at the uh, at Great Conference
1: yep and uh, we have a keynote from Graham on the first day on Gradle and the closing yep. keynote Rails. from Dr. Paul King about the state of Groovy all, all the good stuff that you can expect from Great Conf is all there uh, all, all the people that you can expect um, Dan Woods of course uh, right all the um, all the Grills uh, gang and um, Scott Hickey is there uh, you know every every who and who in in groovy and grills will be there so you should be there as well
0: yeah I mean after all any chance you get to see Paul King I mean he's coming up all the way from Australia it's always a good thing uh, so that's definitely a good idea absolutely yeah yep. the, the rat pack team of course yep. danny hung's gonna young is going to talk about um, uh, the async parts of rat pack too, which is always it's something that they have handled in a particularly elegant fashion when I was doing my book-related stuff, I got to play with completable futures a lot, and uh, I see what a challenge a lot of that stuff can be to get the coordination done of asynchronous tasks, and I know that Brad Pack has handled that in a particularly elegant fashion, so if you're at all interested in asynchronous uh, performance-related issues, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, There's testing talks, and there's all kinds of things. I guess we've we've marketed breakconf enough, haven't we? But still, uh, always a. It's,
1: it's, I hope so. I hope so because I really hope that all our five listeners will come and that what will make Great Conf profitable from the organizers and guarantees that will be another one next year.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame for me because it's my favorite conference of the year and unfortunately I'm not going to be there. Uh, yeah, I kind of messed that up. I mentioned on. Um, an earlier podcast. I've got a conflict, unfortunately, but I will be there in spirit, and if there's any way we can somehow, you know, if you could do a podcast from there, and maybe I could participate remotely or something, or not at all, whatever you want to do, then, of course, you, you're encouraged to do so.
1: We will do that, and I hope you will be able to participate. We will okay, do, we'll do it, you know, as usual, them. get bunch a get, get bunch of people in the room trying to set up the audio and the video, so everybody will be in the frame. Uh, you
0: remember how it works. Yeah, good luck with that, right. You know, thank you for Google Hangouts, right? Um, OK, other releases. Gretty, again, one of my favorite plugins at Gradle. Gretty is a plugin that allows you to run web apps on servlet containers. So if you're still interested in that sort of thing, this will allow you to run on Jetty or Tomcat or both, and on clusters of them. It's particularly useful for integration testing, by the way. Ready has released the 2.0.0 release, which is compatible with Gradle 4, supports Jetty 9.4 as well, uh, allows you to run override versions of Jetty, Tomcat, and the servlet API, and properties, all doing it in properties files. Now, all the integration tests run in the latest versions of Firefox. They support Spring and Spring Boot and everything. It's, it's a very impressive uh, plugin. Uh, Andre Hilovsky is very active on that. Uh, he was at, at the Gradle, uh, Gradle Summit, so I did get a chance to, to say hi. Uh, always a pleasure, and he is actively working on that uh, plugin some more. Yeah, should...
1: that's uh, oh. uh, what's what's amazing in uh, in Gradle plugin is the documentation, right? So I I never seen another open source project documented so well.
0: Okay, Uh, we do have, again, just as a sample of the guides that are coming out at Grails, the latest one I have on my list was uh, the creating a React app with Spring Security all on top of Grails. So that's, again, a nice little simple guide. It takes a relatively short period of time to go from starting from scratch to build up this very nice, interesting application and I just want to make sure that we mention it to uh, our listeners, uh, both of them, right? Yep. Grails, specifically, by the way, is on 3.3 Release Candidate 1 now, came out uh, about three weeks ago, and that's a pre-release one, so I expect, I'm not sure how many release candidates are planned, but I imagine the Grails 3.3 release is not terribly far off, I'm sure that the uh, Graham will have a lot to say about it when he does his keynote next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we were looking forward to see what's new. And uh, again, it's a shame you won't be there. But we will keep you posted uh, in our uh, in our next
0: ahead. episode. Now, I know he mentioned at least as part of that, uh, there was another release of GORM as well. The GORM is up to, I think, 6.1 or whatever. And the neat thing about GORM with Grails is that while it comes with... Gorm, or what you can do apparently is you could just change a setting in one of the properties files to use the later version of Gorm it's very interesting how they've modularized this now so that you can you know use a later version of one piece of it without having to download and install the framework all over again Of course I'd say install Grails doesn't actually have an installer it's uh, but still it's, you're able to download the latest version if you want to
1: yeah, and it's important because it allows um, the migration to be to be done step by step, right? Because usually migrating Rails is a big project for a, a, for a, a, an organization that relies on Rails, and and trying to do it step by step, for example, migrating to a new version of GORM first actually helps with that a great deal. And we are, you know, I'm talking from the first um, first-hand experience.
0: Okay, so that's the latest release on the Grails front. On the Groovy front, I think we're up to 2.4.12 at this point. Still basically following bug fixes and things like that. We're uh, improving Groovy while waiting for the big change, which will be the adoption of the Parrot parser, um, either in parts of, still I'm not 100% clear, parts of it in 2.5, but deb- definitely in 3.0. Or rather it's the... Yeah,
1: so that's, that's another... Uh, Another big news that we're expecting to hear what's going on with them at 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 GreatConf, and uh, I guess um, uh, Dr. Paul's key- keynote will uh, shed some light on on where we stand and what's going on with the versions and everything. So, yep.
0: The last looking I heard, forward, it's the macro capabilities that will be in 2.5, which will be new. The, the big new features. yes that right and then of course the point- yeah so
1: macro capabilities are in that they're, they're built in for for a while now incubating it's mm-hmm. all solid and uh, that will be released that's uh, sergey Gorov's work and uh, the pirate and everything i think that that definitely deserves a major, major version so it will be 3.0 i have no insider knowledge about that it's just, you know, common sense. But uh, we will see what uh, what will be said in Great regarding all
0: that. Of course, three I think it's going to be the first version of Groovy that actually requires Java eight. Uh, I think that they've waited long enough i think that's actually appropriate at this point uh, Rat Pack was the first groovy ecosystem project i know of to require java 8 you know they were a very early adopter of that but then again they were using a lot of these extra concurrency mechanisms and everything it's not a big surprise uh, now grails will eventually get to that point as well i'm not exactly sure what version there but groovy groovy 3 i believe will be based on a minimum of jdk of java 8 Yep. Okay. Uh, other comments. There was a blog post by a person named Ted Vinke. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, V I N K E. But he wrote a blog post on Grails 3 integration testing with Spock Mocks. Uh, he had done a post uh, late last year on just saying that Grails 3.3 had Spock 1.1 in it. He's been posting in the Ruby and Grails ecosystem for a while now. So I just wanted to mention that he did have this post come out in July uh, to use the Spock framework with mocks and stubs based on Spock and everything. I know Spock has been built into uh, Grails for several versions now. I think it was actually maybe part of 3.0 that Spock that they switched over to Spock. Actually, no, it's much older than that. I think it came out with... Um, 2.4, perhaps something like that, is when they they switched to Spock-based tests inside of Grails. And but this one is as you know hot off the presses as you can get. It's got uh, a lot of the dependencies and other things in there, so nice to see a, a blog post on it. Yep, there was that's that's was a another,
1: useful
0: one. Oh yeah, there was another uh, release quote release. Uh, do you know Virtual Dogbert? <laughs> that name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, his name. Oh, shoot! I'm blanking on his actual name right now. But he runs the Boston area Groovy and Grails user group. Uh, oh, I can't believe I forgot his name offhand. And, and I've met him multiple times and everything. Uh, but at any rate, his GitHub account is on virtual dogbert. His Twitter handle is virtual dogbert. At any rate, he released something called Ruby Config Writer. Did you happen to see this? At any rate it's a a library it says it's the first attempt at making a configuration writer in the groovy format used by the config slurper i mean rails has had a config slurper for a long time which they probably got from groovy and this is using a library for generating those sorts of things so it's a it's a it's, you used it in a script to provide a conversion from yaml to, to groovy interestingly enough and just found it uh, interesting and and now there's a config slurper. There ought to be a config writer, and therefore he put one together. So I just thought I'd, I'd mention that as well and let him go give me a hard time about getting his actual name again. Oh my goodness! Okay. Um, did you have any others, by
1: the way? No, I think we're we're all done for today.
0: And, well, uh, that was uh, that was good. Not quite. I, I Do want have wanna, something more? Go ahead. Well, just uh, let me say it this way. Uh, I have several friends who like to go to parties, you know, and of course July is traditionally a nice time for a Christmas in July party. That seems to happen fairly often. Um, that isn't necessarily appropriate for us. I was thinking more for us it's more of a Festivus in July party, you know, with the airing of grievances and all the feats of strength and all that sort of thing. And that's what led me once again, looking at that to our big list of influencers here. You know, which believe me, I'm I'm planning to give you a hard time about this for a while, you know. I mean, you there's a list out here now with with Martin Fowler on it and Mario Fusco and Brian Getz and Trisha G and, you know, uh, a lot of these big, big names—Joshua Block. I mean, my goodness, Jake Wharton on there, and they're sitting right at number eleven. Is this Baruch Satagursky guy, developer advocate at Jake Frog? And you know, it's that's a that's a big honor, dude. Right? Yeah. No, it
1: it was. I was really humbled to be on the same list with all those uh, great names, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a big deal. It was very, very exciting for me to be there. Uh, last year I didn't make it, so I made a lot of fun of how this list is not to be considered anything serious because it just uses this call out uh, social media rating score. But now when I'm in it, I can assure you that this kill-out kill, kill is very serious stuff. It is backed by significant research, and it's very accountable. So this is the way to measure people now.
0: Absolutely, and I assume that somehow you're going to leverage this into a race at, at Frog, right?
1: Well, well, Frog is... Um, a, I don't need to leverage JFrog for a race. That's oh, okay. one yeah. of the one of the things I love in JFrog is that it doesn't work like that.
0: Well, somehow you have to turn this into some kind of financial award, right? I mean it's if Yes, you
1: have- so I, I'm I'm working on I am working on monetization strategy. That's yeah, there sure. you go.
0: Monetization strategy is based on your clout score and this social authority score they're pointing out. You know, I mean, I, we all want to be able to exactly. see who you win, you know. Oh, one last thing I wanted to point out about Great Conf. I, again, I, I do feel it's important to, to remind people that Eric, uh, is it Hel- Helgeson or Helgeson? He told me and I forgot again. Helgeson? I think so. Helgeson, uh, working, I Yeah, I think so. And he's working on a Grails 3 book that's available through Lean LeanPub. Uh, he is giving a talk at Great Conf next week. Uh, both that will combine information about the book and also on the process of writing a book on, you know, as opposed to outside the traditional publishing companies, you know, to do something uh, through a lean pub mechanism. I assume then you'll be able to find out the status of his, uh, Grails 3 book as well. I mean, I, I bought it in Early Access, as many people did, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to a lot of that. He's got all the basics covered, plus he has a lot of cloud information as well, deploying Grails on various cloud providers and stuff. I, th- I think that's going to be uh, excellent, and I, I definitely want to you know, uh, bring that up here.
1: That sounds very good, and again, I'm looking forward. I guess that was uh, one episode which was almost all of it. It's a teaser for GreatConf, and that's exactly how it should be.
0: Well, I mean, it is the central location for everything going on in the Groovy community, so that does make some sense. I should mention, by the way, as long as we're talking about conferences, there is in fact going to be a G3 summit this year. Did not know if you're aware of that. Um, There will be. No,
1: I actually wasn't, and those are great news because that will be another place to here and participate in the groovy puzzles i guess
0: yeah let me give you the actual uh information on that so i've got it here the current schedule from what i understand for the g3 summit is it'll be november 28th through december 1st uh, in austin texas so it'll be at the Marriott in austin yeah, and the,
1: the right the the site is already up you can go to com
0: and oh, um, yep and register kids, and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. That's the week after Thanksgiving here, and uh, that should be a, an excellent week to be in Austin. Of course, almost every week's a good week to be in Austin, but uh, that's good to know. So that we'll start talking about that when we get closer to, to the fall. Uh, and I think that's um, that's more or less everything. I, I had various other topics, but I think we're good. Um, so why don't we wrap this up, and then hopefully you'll do one next week from uh from GreatConf, so you can round up, you know, at the conference, and then we will talk again in August at some point. Uh, yes,
1: and I still hope you will participate in uh, in the one that we will record from uh, from GreatConf.
0: Well, you are a, definitely got invited. Coming out. You know, I got I to gotta take every marketing opportunity possible, especially because O'Reilly's decided not to sell books to their website anymore, you know. I, to have to buy it at Amazon or buy it at uh, you know iBooks or Google Play or what have you. Um, so my Modern Java Recipes will be out in August, and I'll shamelessly promote that next month uh, more than I just did oh now. Oh yes,
1: oh yes, we at will. We will do a whole celebration here in the podcast with cake and everything. That will be a lot of fun.
0: I also expect that uh, this week we're going to hear the Java 1 acceptances, which seem to be awfully late this year, but I, I'm looking forward to see what Ruby-related talks wind up at Java 1 as well. That's always a good way to reach out into the greater Java community as well.
1: Absolutely, yes, yes. We all submitted good stuff to it, and we are all waiting for the, for the results.
0: Okay, well, uh, thank you very much for being available, and uh, have a good time next week, and and we'll talk soon.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. It's great uh, to to be with you online, and uh, I I hope I will see you at least virtually at Great Conf when we will
0: record the podcast. Yeah, we'll see what we can work out. Great.